Welcome to episode 80 of Dads from the Crypt, the Tales from the Crypt podcast. My name is Jason. I'm joined by Jody. Or not. (laughs) (laughs) Jody's having some technical difficulties tonight, so he might be here. He might be in robot form or not completely. So we'll just roll with it. This would be perfect time to have Jody respond to everything in Morse code. To tap out SOS if you need help, Jody. (laughs) Yeah. And we also are joined by Mondo. Happy Hello. birthday. Thank you. Birthday. I'm joining this uh, 40-year-old club. It's pretty cool. I know. It's about time you caught up with us. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. I got, oh. But, uh, you know, it's all right. I don't mind being 40. It's, I've always loved the irony that you're the youngest of the three. You have the oldest kid. <laughs> I'm the oldest of the three, and I have the youngest kids. Yeah. Jody's the middle, and he has the most kids. So I don't know if you know this, but um, you could technically... When you in your you, you know you you find out like X days after a, a female cycle they technically can't get pregnant. Um, people that use that method for birth control, you know what they're called? Parents. Yeah, yeah, parents. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> kids don't use that method of birth control. <laughs> use protection. All right, and tonight <laughs> we are joined by Matt and Paul from the Mutant City Horror Podcast. Hello. Hello. How you guys doing? Awesome, man. Thanks for having us. This is great. Super stoked. Excellent. Uh, why don't you start off by telling us about your podcast? Um, you want to take it, Matt? You want me to take it? What do you want to do, man? Uh, go for out. it. Okay. Go for it. Um, so Mutant City Horror is a B-horror slash low-budget horror movie review podcast. Um, started not last year, but the year before that. So uh, 2021 uh, was technically our first episode, which nobody will ever see or hear. <laughs> so many technical problems. We had like nine cameras and like all kinds. Oh, dude, we were going deep was, with that dude, one. It was weird. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Matt and I have known each other since we were, I don't know, like 96 maybe. So not uh, we've known each other since 96. Wow. Um, and we've always just kind of hung out, um, you know, best friends getting drunk, hanging out, watching movies. We have a love for horror, for sci-fi, for, you know, uh, video games. And so, you know, we'd always, you know, just hang out, drink and watch movies and just talk shit. And so, you know, life is what it is. And we're separated by distance now and, and you know, circumstance. And um, Matt approached me a couple of years ago and said, hey, I, you know, got this idea for a podcast. You know, we could just hang out, drink like we used to and just, you know, review movies and said, sure. So, our first season is entirely on um, YouTube. Um, it was a video podcast, which was rough to start. But in the end, I think we really kind of found a niche. A lot of video editing, splicing in scenes from movies, things like that. And then um, we t- went on a little bit of a hiatus. And then we came back and decided to do just an audio-only podcast because it was uh, more simplistic as it relates to time and um, resources. And so um, we are just posting our 11th episode tomorrow we, we're going weekly so yeah. just hit, kind of hit nice. the side and uh we've had our first official non-friend slash family member guest on last week and we're guesting with you guys so again super grateful that you guys invited us to to kind of sit in and hang out no problem it's sunday um, you know what that means hey sorry, revolution is oh sorry <laughs> I had a. Mondo, I think Mondo's watching wrestling. I didn't close the window. I'm, I'm going to leave that in. Uh, I didn't close the yeah. window down. And I'm like, where is that noise coming from? <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, uh, Matt and Paul, why don't you tell us about your first experiences with Tales of the Crypt? Any favorite episodes that you have? Yeah, go for it, Matt. I'll let you go first. All right. I'll tell you this, man. It was at, It came at a time where, you know, we had the. We had the TV in the front room and stuff like that, and I had to wait for my mom and dad to go to bed and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know, a lot of sneak ups and dude, it, I love the Crypt Keeper man. He was he was always there with me and stuff. He was like 
an Al Bundy of my day. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh God! Time, Did he score five touchdowns? <laughs> four touchdowns, Jason. Depending four on touchdowns. the episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I just uh, I don't know. I, I always en- I always enjoyed it, and um, I it's so hard to say what my favorite episode is, but I will say one that sticks with me all the time. I don't know why. You guys remember that one uh, with the? Uh, oh God. Was it uh, Joe Pesci? Mm-hmm. Joe split Pesci. Pers- no, that's yeah. personality. Was it split personality? He had, yeah, he had a, a fake, uh, a fake twin brother. Yeah, yeah, oh twins. yeah, the great one. Um, yes, that one stuck with me the most. So, like, yeah. that was definitely one. Well, and Paul. That's not fair, man. That was my answer. That's the same answer. No way. Hey, no man, way. you guys are friends a long time. Makes sense. <laughs> crazy, dude. No. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Um, we didn't have cable in my house, and I was—I'm the oldest of my brothers. There's, you know, four of us, and then uh, of my cousins, I'm kind of the oldest too. So I was always kind of like tasked with like babysitting and shit. When like all my, you know, my parents and my aunts and uncles would get together and they just hang out and party, I was always like the babysitter. So we'd go over to my aunt and uncle's house, and they had cable, and so we'd stay up late, kind of hanging out. No one's paying attention, and. Started watching Tales from the Crypts. Um, yeah, I just fucking loved it, man. Like, I love the um, the way that like I wasn't supposed to watch it. Like it was a secret, you know. Like yeah. uh, you know, just kind of in the room with my my cousins and my brothers, and just feeling like I'm getting away with something, you know. Yeah. And then all the carnage and you know the uh, nudity that comes with it. Sometimes it's like, yeah, this show is great, dude. Yeah. Um, Had it all. But yeah. Um, they're the the only two that stick out to me are um, split personality because I think mm-hmm. um, it was at the same time when my brother and I were introduced to Casino. Oh, and yeah. cool! Freaking love Joe Pesci, from, <laughs> and then we were like, "Oh, he's in Tales from the Crib. Let's watch that." So yeah, that, I think that that whole like era for me was just kind of it, it made splitting the uh, split personalities just kind of solidified. And then there was one that um, was Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger directed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay, there, and then that one sticks out for me as well, so. Nice. Yeah. Uh, all I know, I, I want a sitcom now with, like, a remake of Married with Children now with the Crypt Keeper <laughs> as a dad. I, <laughs> like, deep fake the Crypt Keeper yeah. into Married with Children. I had the read, Crypt Keeper working as a shoe salesman. <laughs> <laughs> so I had read that they were going to be rebooting that series with the original cast, but it was going to be, like, an animated series, and I was like, eh, no thank you. Yeah. But, there's so many, so many people. So many, like we've we've had a couple of interviews with people about all the rights behind it and how just fucked everything is right now, which sucks because uh, not a day goes by. I don't see someone on Twitter saying like, "When are we going to get Tales and the Crypt streaming on HBO Max?" It's like, yeah, never. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, there yeah. was a long time, but I won't hold my breath. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I mean, so, well hold on, real quick, Jason. Before mm-hmm. you move on, um, Matt had a question about the Crypt Keeper. I don't, I, I don't know if you remembered. Oh, but... I can add that in at the end. Or... Oh, okay. no, go for it. I'll wait till the yeah, end. Yeah, no, the... go for Shoot. it. Well, some guy, some guy had come up to me one th- one day. I thought I'd bring this up to you guys since you're fans. Uh, and he he somehow brought into the conversation. He was he was like, uh, he thought that Crypt Keeper was a female, and I was like, no, nah, it's it's a dude, right? And I was thinking about it, and I was like, well, man. I have seen them dress both ways, right? So, really, I mean, I think gender neutral, but I just thought it was kind of funny, like to bring that up. I was like, have I been wrong all these years? You know, huh. I, I definitely think he he definitely bends a genre sometimes, almost almost in the way that Bugs Bunny does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's exactly. like that's what that's what. Yeah. I, yeah. But I, I don't think if someone said that that was a female, I don't think they'd be wrong either. Like they they really never. I don't they, think they, they ever. Really, they don't specify, and that's yeah. what really confused me. I was like, huh, I don't know. It's a good question. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a puppet. So Jay, Jay, yeah, lift up the puppet right. skirt and. Um, <laughs> find out the old-fashioned way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, it's a crip cock. Like, that's not <laughs> All that reminds me of are the hot dogs that um, Apu used to serve at the Quickie Mart, where it's you know, like a um, potato okay. and a fly on it. All right, we're like, going off the rails. It's like the ones that wrap with bacon right, that yeah, don't yeah. look quite right. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll, we'll reserve the uh, that kind of talk for the end. Okay. All right. We're Tonight, we're traveling back to November 9th, 1994 for Operation Friendship. Mondo, since Jody's uh, uh, gone off into the void of internets, 401s or 404, or whatever, 
Give us a plot synopsis. All right. So I'm going to. Just Jody's, go simple. Yeah, we're just going to go very simple. So there's this guy who's a, he's a computer programmer, um, and he is has a split personality where it, almost like a fight club scenario where you meet his much, I guess, more sinister and I guess more cooler uh, personality. Um, his, imag- his, imaginary, his imaginary friend, Eddie. And then he meets a woman who comes to the apartment building and she's looking for something to eat. And he has this fucking crazy computer program like Yelp. Yeah, his Yelp in nineteen ninety four. I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, I really want to. I really want to talk now to the person who invented Yelp and see if they saw this episode. Because what if they did? What if this was the this is their idea behind it? Um, yeah, like holy shit! Like, were they were they forward thinking on this? Uh, so he basically she looks for a Chinese place. He tells her where to go, and she keeps saying like dropping all these hints. Which, by the way, ladies out there. This is how stupid we are as men. Like, and no, I was even watching the episode. I was like, I can't quite tell if she's actually flirting. Is she flirting with him? <laughs> That's some men are stupid. I'm just saying. So you have to be very, very blunt if you're flirting with us. Um, she definitely wants him to go out to dinner. So she finally talks him to go out to dinner. He goes out to dinner with her. She reveals he's a psychologist while he's having this conversation at the same time with his imaginary friend Eddie. Uh, and uh, he, Eddie's doing all this weird stuff, and he's. It's weird because he's reacting to his imaginary friend, but nobody else seems to care that he's having these weird reactions to things that aren't happening. Like, they kind of ignore all that. Um, uh, long story short, uh, they both kind of fall for her, and then Eddie starts like, "What he start doing?" He's like showing him memories, like of the the, uh, the nun, uh, the nun with no name that that he that he knew when they were younger. Uh, I'm very buzzed Mary right now, so this is this yeah. is going very good. Uh, <laughs> And uh, more stuff happens. More stuff happens. Towards the end of the episode, he decides he's gonna break it off with her. Right? That's what I got out of this. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Jason's nodding. So he decides, but Eddie's like, "No, we're not gonna do that." They have a fight. Eddie kills him. Like I don't quite. I like, kills well, his no, personality. He, he got. He, oh, you know, Eddie tries to get Nelson to kill her. Okay. That's he right, refu- that's right. When he refuses, he throws the magically quote imaginary friend Eddie throws Nelson out the window. I so do he kills off that part of him so he can take over. Yes, I, I do. Love he's taking swings at him and Eddie's just like they're the worst punches in the history of punches. And um, yeah, then the last thing, yeah. So basically, yeah, personalities happen, things happen, and next thing you know, Eddie's taking over. And the end of the episode is Eddie being like the cool guy at work and him being all sinister with his stupid face. And uh, yeah, I didn't like this episode. That's about what I got. Out of this. <laughs> Sorry, right. I'm, I'm I'm not okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Good enough for me. All right, Paul, what did you think of this episode? Um, I didn't think very much of it. Uh, so um, I love um, I love Tate Donovan. I knew him from 24, and like I always get him confused oh. with the guy, the, the doctor from um, Scrubs. Oh yeah, they, oh, they look okay. like. Um, so when I saw his picture, I was like, oh shit, is that him? And then I was like, no, it's Tate Donovan, 24. Okay, whatever. Um, the only thing I really liked about the episode was that it had the the vibes of like a Drop Dead Fred. I don't know if anybody knows that movie. Oh, oh God, yeah. Drop Dead <laughs> Fred was awesome. <laughs> that movie. <laughs> I fucking love that movie, man. Drop Dead Fred. And then um, it's also got the, uh, the Fight Club vibes to it. And so that scene, you know, the whole premise of, um, you know, one, one, uh, mind taking over the other was very like Titan Tyler Durden esque, and mm-hmm. so that those two components were like the only thing that I liked of this one. I I thought that uh, I don't know if we're going to get into like the breakdown of the episode, but um, I just go over there. Spoil still like yeah, spoil it. Go over the, it where you want. The the tone of the show just seemed very like whimsical, kind of playful i think um that was the music too it was very yeah the score to it was just it didn't match up there was there was one part where it was a little like serious darker which i was like okay this is starting to feel more like a tales from the crypt episode but then it like immediately reverted back to that happy playful whimsical sound and then it was just like it was almost like a joke yeah so yeah that didn't didn't not one of my favorites I'll, i'll just say that paul nope that's me Oh, sorry, Matt. <laughs> sorry. Damn, Jay. We're, we're just fine. I, know, I was we're, looking at the name, too. But my brain just... Dyslexia. <laughs> um, I'd say I didn't hate it that much. Um, and the whole playful thing that you were talking about, I kind of expect sometimes from Tales from the Crypt. I do, because there's kind of like a like a quirkiness to it sometimes. Not all the time, but there is, you know, here and there. Um, 
don't know. I, I'm kind of in the middle with it. Like, it's not one of the best episodes I've seen. Uh, definitely not the worst. So I'll say that. But I, I can't, you know, being a fan all these years, I can't tell you if I've actually seen every single episode. Yeah. So. Uh, it's all right. It's all right. Armando. All right. There was, like, no horror in this episode. And I think that's what kind of bummed me out. Like, it, it, like you said, it had the Fight Club thing to drop dead. It, it felt more like the whole thing was just tongue-in-cheek. And, you know, we, we talk a lot about Tales from the Crypt has that comedy that you need and it has the horror you need. But, like, it's also, again, this is the episode where the villain won, right? The Well, it's the same dude, but his, his shitty personality won. And they had, like, I thought it was actually really cool when they introduced the, um, uh, the love interest as a psychologist. Yeah. So, like, they could actually yeah, do some really interesting stuff with that, right? But they didn't. Yeah. I thought he was going to start <laughs> asking about split personalities and, she, like, she was going to start to, like, I thought there was going to be some twist or uh, I'll, I'll get into that. My, well, th- yeah, my well, thoughts. No, well, Eddie yeah. warns him, like, remember last time you talked about me and he remembers back with that really, uh, that, that nun who seemed like a terrible human being. Um, some, of the, <laughs> some other weird stuff in this episode. He has, like, a telescope pointed at a um, heavier set woman's room and he's like he, he makes mention to oh I just like to watch her. I don't jerk off to her or anything it's like what the, what the fuck like, it's cre- it's, that makes he was it, old too yeah why does that somehow make it creepier I don't I don't yeah. know and, and they and there's a lot of like weird stuff and you know granted it was 1994 things have changed a lot of weird terminology they use and, and things they do in this but overall I just like fuck dude like I just the, the story wasn't that great um the, the the acting was good. I'll give it that. I think the acting was actually really really well done. I think the direction was real done and really well done. And they did some really cool shots where they like zoom in on his face and almost have the image look distorted to show kind of a I guess you know um, to try to kind of throw us for a loop as if we're seeing reality or seeing something that's fake. So that was good. But overall, man, like you got to have some horror when it's tales from the crypt. And in this, there was zero horror. It was the villain. The villain wins at the end. I don't need a happy ending. I need someone getting nice getting some comeuppance, and no one got comeuppance in this. And uh, yeah, not this is definitely one of my lower tier Tales from the Crypt episodes. But the wraparound, if, the wraparound was fantastic. Yeah, if you the, uh, if the I wraparound would've... was the fish, the Crypt Keeper going fishing. Yeah, or was it um, not ice fishing? It was hit a harpoon. Ice ice fishing. Ice yeah. ice fishing. Yes, <laughs> that was good. Right, yeah. Yeah. Can I uh, can I bring something up? Of real course. Quick? Yeah. Um. I I was I was telling my boy Paul here earlier. It, after watching this episode, it vaguely reminded me of a movie I just watched. A, a recent movie. I don't know if you guys seen it called um, uh, God. Uh, Daniel isn't real. I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. Yes. Yes. I have seen that. I saw it a while back. I I remember it wasn't amazing, but it had a lot of interesting stuff in it. Well, it, that's what it kind of reminded me yeah. of a little bit. Like that guy, the, the imaginary friend. Damn, yeah. I know. I watched that movie like during the pandemic, and I remember liking I, it. I yeah. remember, but I watched yeah. so many movies during the pandemic. Like, the, actually, those, the last three years just blend together. Let's just be honest. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and that's yeah. actually a movie I think people should watch. I think that's a good movie. Mondo, you're going to start getting that a lot more often. Again, what? You think you're 40. Dude, Things just gonna start blending together. No, what the dude? That's been happening the past fucking fifteen years. It's not gonna. <laughs> that's all the jujitsu. That's gonna, all the head injuries. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I'm not uh, I'll hop in, CTE, but it's a yeah. Yeah, so. I didn't hate this episode. Like I have a few other ones, and I wasn't bored by this episode. Like other episodes, so it was, yeah, I would definitely call it mediocre, but it wasn't aggressively bad in any in any particular facet. Um, so there, I did find it a bit of a charm to it. Um, Explain when <laughs> <laughs> when he when okay so you don't really know that he has a split personality because it starts off with him kind of you know being shit on by his boss yada yada because his uh, his boss decide takes credit for all of his work and then they ask him if they, they can have a voice activated option for their accounting software and his boss is like oh yeah sure and then he turns to the guys like can we do that. <laughs> and I'm like fuck. Like, that alone just like stressed me out. Actually, yeah, like, that's a lot of when you work in IT and stuff. So, so some yeah. dude, some dude has watched this episode two and be like, "Fuck Alexa or Siri." I know. <laughs> I'm like, you're about 20 years too early to even think about that, especially on accounting software. Imagine how much of a nightmare that would be to like just 
say all those numbers and like if you miss mess up how screwed you are have you you ever worked for a company that still uses as 400 no so it's like it's like an inventory software that was made in the 70s or the 80s oh yeah i can imagine no and most in a lot of companies like major companies still use it and that's what remind me of like and there's like seven people in the world that can troubleshoot (laughs) right but then they cut to um his apartment and he's going inside, and then his quote alter ego is there. But there's nothing to indicate that it's an alter ego. So at first, I'm like, oh, it's just his roommate. Yes, who's just chilling there. He's wearing like a really loud jacket or robe or whatever. So I'm like, okay, this is an eccentric roommate. And then she knocks on the door, and he's and he's like hiding the guy, um, so she can't see him. I'm like, oh, is he gay? Why'd you go there, Jason? That's kind of weird. It's okay though. I, two men living <laughs> together. He doesn't want a woman to see the other man. I mean, I was dude, like. <laughs> Maybe I'm just maybe I'm really again, but we we've never had anything like that in the, uh, any gay characters in any detail script episodes. So I'm like, but you know, Matt, you brought up an interesting point. The um the the connection with Fight Club is kind of like in Fight Club where he never wanted um uh what's her name uh, the actor Marla yeah Marla to yeah. Uh, to ever meet Tyler because I think I think you almost look at a situation where I'm the lame guy, he's the cool guy. If he meets her, then he's gonna take her from me or whatever. Yeah, but again, in, within the context of the show, there's nothing to prove that this guy's imaginary. I, not so, until they go to dinner. Not until, yeah. Well, I, I kind of figured that after a few minutes. Well, See, he was, and he's well, hiding him away. You don't know he's imaginary. So I'm like, why is he like? Is he just hiding his roommate? Is he hiding his lover? Like, I was just trying to go through the. Yeah, he hit, him, he hit him behind the door when the neighbor came over, and then he instantly like disappears when they close. The, like he's not there when they close the door. Yeah, that's when I was like, oh, something. Later. I don't know what it was, but I, like the moment he walked in his apartment, I was like, this is an imaginary friend. Oh. Yeah, see, I got that too when I when I was watching it. No, I, I did as well. I, I, I was, yeah, I think they I think shoot it different. How animated he was. Yeah. It was yeah, beyond like I, the norm. It, yeah, it, I, I totally figured there was something up with this guy, but I, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't immediately go to imaginary friends. I, I might be making things up. I think that when they shoot it, they shoot him and almost have like a cartoon zoom in on him, so it's way over the top. So you almost, it's almost telling you, yeah. "Hey, this is yeah. not reality. This is uh, almost like you know, in old nightmare movies, like in the in the, in the goofier ones where they have like goofy things going on, almost, or they shoot it almost surreal to make you realize you're in a dream sequencer." See, I like the little tidbits like that that did that, you know. Um, then, yeah, when she mentioned she was a psychologist, I was, like, hoping that he would start asking her about that and they kind of, like, piece it together or, like, that would play in more and it doesn't really. But here's how I here's how I would fix this episode. Or at least here's how I thought the episode was going to go. My thinking was that after they slept together, it would turn out that she also has a split personality and the one that he's been talking to is the, quote, evil one. And that she was going to, like, trap him or something like that to kill him off so she could be with his other ego. Damn, you should have made this episode. That's where <laughs> I, I totally totally so thought it was cool. going. Because <laughs> right. that's, there's that I'm scene. all like, what's next? That would be the twist. Because usually with split personality stuff, they, they leave you hanging with that, you know, until the end for the bang. But they give you that twist right up front. So then I thought the twist was going to be that she was also going to have a split personality. But hers is like murderous or homicidal or something there's that there's that scene where she invites him over to the apartment for dinner mm-hmm. and she's telling him like you were touching like i felt like you were touching me like on my face and like you know on her chest and um my wife was watching it with me and we both kind of like at the same time were like that she's acting really weird and so <laughs> i i thought that like like what you said jason because we thought like it was going to be like a shift in the in the plot there which is why it would explain she's acting that way. And that would have been like the perfect opportunity for us to learn that her alter ego was the one that was getting caressed by yeah. his alter ego. And then it could have went from there, but okay. Nope. No, I think that, yeah, that's a little too high concept for this episode. I, I, I like that idea. That's a good idea. That's yeah. A good idea, that's what I'm saying, I think, I feel like it was kind of incomplete, you know, maybe it could have gone somewhere, but obviously. Yeah. Not in a I just wonder, you know, the first three episodes were such bangers that they're just like, okay, let's just get this one out the door. If they just didn't put yeah. time effort into it, it's entirely possible when you're on that type of schedule. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to roll down the talent in this one. Um, it's directed by Roland Mesa. His only other directing credit is Revenge of the Nerds 3, The Next Generation. Sounds about right. Yep. <laughs> um, Nelson is played by Kate Donovan. 
been a ton of things. He was in um, Space Camp, if you remember that movie. I do. Uh, clean and sober. He was in five episodes of Friends and was actually engaged to Jennifer Aniston for a little oh, while. Shit. I remember that. He um, he played. He was the voice of Hercules in the I think ninety six Disney uh, version of the of the oh, movie. That was a good Disney movie. Yeah, and he was also in Argo, and there's also recently in Man in the High Tower. So oh, I like Man in the High Tower. Yeah, he's he's been a busy dude. Um, the female lead Jane is played by Michelle Burke. She was in Days to Confuse, and she played the daughter in the Coneheads movie. Yes, yeah. you also didn't mention the best movie she's in. That's okay. What's that? She's in Major League Two. She's uh, I missed that. She's Wild Thing Vaughn's love interest that uh, runs like a group <laughs> home. She, uh, yeah, come on, like that's that's one of the few sequels that's better than the original. I was like, he said Coneheads. He said the best one. <laughs> Coneheads yeah. was good. I do like Coneheads. Coneheads, I love Coneheads. Really but Major League Two, I love Major League Two so much. Um, and then Peter Dobson plays Eddie, the alternate personality. He was in the Bates Motel movie, TV movie. I mean. Um, he also played young Elvis in Forrest Gump. He was in Party of Five. He was also in The Frighteners. He's played uh, Elvis in a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's got really? a go-to. Yeah, he's got a bunch of Elvis credits in his IMDb page. That's crazy. Um, I, I love The Frighteners. Frighteners. Is, I was just yeah, was I was trying to remember who he was on there. He he played um Ray Linsky. Was he the ghost that was like that the, nerd guy that was running? Yeah, that one. I think so. I'm gonna look that up. All J- J- Jason. Yeah, that's that's who he was. Okay. Yeah, that's. I, I was trying to put a face to it. Okay, I got it. That's a great movie. Right. If anyone hasn't seen the Frighteners, go yeah. like stop. No, don't stop with the podcast. Rate, yeah, don't stop the podcast, please. Rate, <laughs> the podcast and then go. Don't mess with their algorithm. And then go watch the Frighteners. <laughs> it's a good movie. All right. It was, it uh, which was also awesome. supposed to be a Tales of the Crypt movie at some point. Yeah. I was considered. Uh, Interesting. Um, all right. And then John Caponero plays Jack, who's the shitty manager of Nelson. Uh, he's a ton of TV. His biggest role was in The Good Life. Um, and then we got a fun little uh, bit from Ethan Suppley. Yeah. Uh, he plays for like one scene. He plays like a bully character, like flashback or something like that. This was his first credited uh, role in TV or film. Oh, wow. Get out yeah. of here. That's awesome. He's yeah. a crazy Scientologist now. I've seen him like shred he shredded a ton of weight. Yeah, I saw that. Super jacked. Yeah, he got but, um, bodybuilding and like it does you can't even recognize him anymore, which is good for him. Like, yeah. Yeah. Dude, but, he, yeah, he's in Mall Rats, American History X, Remember the Titans, The Butterfly Effects, My Name is Earl, and on and on. He just did a ton yeah. of things. He will always be Randy Hickey from My Name is Earl. <laughs> yeah. My heart, dude. That is one of my most favorite shows of all time. And he is so good in that show. My, my favorite part of that entire show is when they say the origin of Crabman. And because uh, oh, yeah. the whole show, you're wondering how did Crabman get his name? And spoiler, one day Earl's like, he's like, hey, Earl. And Earl's like, hey, uh, Crabman? You worked at the Crab Shack? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my my favorite episode was uh when the cops episode when they were on. Oh cops. yes, <laughs> that was a great that was a great show. Apparently, yeah. like uh, what's his name, Jason Lee just became impossible to work with. Oh really? Yeah. That's what I read about. Like the reason why like one was the show went stopped is because he became just kind of out there and no one wanted to work with him. Almost, almost like I, a T.J. Miller case. I had read that um, they were promised a fifth season, so they ended the fourth season on a on a cliffhanger, yeah. which is when joy had revealed that, um, she was like, uh, going to announce that the, the dad, like the, the kids that she had obviously weren't Earl's. So she was announcing who the father was. So they left it on a cliffhanger and then they just canceled the show. <laughs> and so, um, Jeff Gar, I think his name is Jeff Garcia. Um, the guy who made the show, I could be wrong. You can fact check me. He went on to make another show called raising hope that came out on mm-hmm. Fox. Yeah. And there are so many jokes about uh, My Name is Earl in that show. Oh, that's so, why I didn't know that. I'll watch that show. Yeah. I love My Name is Earl, so I'll watch it. I'll check that show out just because of Dude, that. Dude, you'd love Raising Hope. It, oh, it's okay. so stupid. It's hilarious. It's so good. You had me at stupid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, since Jody's not here, I'm going to do the comic comparison. Um, I don't have – it's from Crypt of Terror – I don't have the date or anything in front of me, but I'm sure if you really want to know, you can look it up on your own. Um, so it's about an old man. It starts off with an old man, and he's sitting in front of a chessboard, and he's talking to his other friend. We never see the other friend, at least not until the end. 
Um, and basically, he's just kind of recounting their lives together. They met as young boys. And then as boys do, there's a panel of them. One boy seen the other ear. Gosh, Andy, I like you. The other boy says, I like you too, Phil. Let's be pals for life and steal it in blood. So they do a blood pact. Um, they save each other from bullies. And then whenever a girl hits on one of them, they kind of brush them off because they want to hang out together. And again, maybe it's just me, but I'm picking up some um, homoeroticism vibes there. Um, do, 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 do. They work together in college. One of them wants to be a uh, doctor. The other wants to be an electrical engineer. They develop this process where they put electrodes on animals outside of animals' brains and pick up electronic signals so they can hear their thoughts. Even though like they do it on a squid and it goes eek, eek, eek. That's its thoughts. Hey, hmm. man, that's what squids do. Yeah, that's what squids eek, do. Eek, eek around the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so they graduate. They go into their own businesses, but they have their offices right next to each other because they're just best friends. Um, until And then every night they get together to play chess, but one of them uh, becomes dissatisfied and then just starts showing up for his chess games less and less. Until he breaks the news that he has a girlfriend, and that enrages uh, the medical doctor. Um, he brings his girlfriend to meet his other. Fr- he brings his girlfriend to meet his friend, and he thinks that she just wants him for the outside. She doesn't appreciate his intellect on the inside. Um, and then they kind of break off uh, connection for a while, but I guess they. Uh, let's see. The doctor starts experimenting in his lab about electrical brain waves like he was before, but take, he wants to take it to the next step. He just needs the perfect specimen to try that on. Um, he wants to cut away, oh, do a lobotomy to remove 75% of the brain and keep the other 25. That's what he's trying to do. Anyways, his friend who got married, I guess he's having some issues. So he wants to stay with his friend for a couple of weeks. Then he lures them down to his lab. Um, cut to this is way different. Later. This is way different in the show. Oh, it's way different. It's very different. I'm like lab. Oh no, it's 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 the 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 punch is coming. So basically, he stays a couple weeks with him. Then they flash forward where he comes by the married guy comes by with his wife, and they just kind of stay. Doesn't really say much, and the wife's like, "Okay, time to go." And then he reveals that while his friend was staying with him. He removed 75% of his brain and he keeps it with him and he puts the electrodes on so they can talk and have conversation and play chess to one another. And he put the other 25% back into the body so he can just kind of function. Yeah. And then like, here's a quarter of your brain. Good luck, fucker. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. But the guy, I guess still, but the other 75% also has having independent thoughts um, and he's like, no, no, no. What did you do to me? You're mad. You're mad. You're mad. But then you just go off and play chess together for the rest of their natural lives or whatever. That, that sounds better than the shit we had to watch. Uh. Well, it's funny <laughs> yeah, because yeah, watching yeah, the episode primed sure. <laughs> me to the, fa- made me think that they were actually going to be the same person. So this had like, this kind of like set me up for another, um, what I thought was going to be the twist that they were separate personalities. And that's where the episode got that, but they made mm. that up specifically for the episode. So as I'm watching this and this guy's narrating, he's narrating all this to the brain, but the brain can't talk unless he turns on this device. So I'm thinking that he's just, we don't know it's the brain yet. So I'm thinking he's actually talking to his alternate personality that he thinks is his best friend. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, 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 I wonder if Chuck Palahniuk saw this episode before he wrote fight club. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, the timeline does kind of match up. So I know he wrote it like probably 97, 98. So maybe in some, maybe in some way it was inspired, but I love that book, by the way. It's a fantastic book. Never read the book. I've watched, I've, I've watched, I've read a lot of Plunk, but I never read that book. Really, it's yeah, really short. Yeah, you, you can get through it like a day. Have you guys read the second one? The, uh, the comic they did, the graphic novel? I read parts of it. Yeah. It was, just, it was interesting. I was wondering. I haven't seen it or read it. Um, I'll tell you what. So su- I'll, t- I'll tell you what sucked though is when they made that fucking movie choke, based off the oh. book. That movie was fucking terrible, and that yeah. book is so good. It, I, you happen, I, didn't hear, I didn't hear. I didn't hear. I didn't hear anything good about it. No, it's you just shouldn't watch it. I, I didn't hate it. I like the cast a lot. It, Rock, Sam Rockwell. 
Well, yeah, Sam Rockwell's cool, but the, the movie sucks. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, that's a book you can't really... I don't know if you could really do. Polonic has that book, too. It's, I forgot what it's called. Like Stranger Than Fiction. If you guys yeah, get a chance, that's, that's a really great one. That's really read. good. Everyone should read that. That's just a fun... Not only a book, I guess, a series of essays about just... He won't say who... He says everything in there is a is probably a true story, but mm-hmm. he won't say who, but you can guess like who's behind each story. Yeah. Um, he did the book about Portland, where the one I used to live there. So, like, I mean... It, I like checked out a lot of the things he referenced in there. So yeah, he's a real. Was it about people? Author mine. Was it about people smoking closed cigarettes and throwing scooters into the into the uh, river? Yeah, Willamette. <laughs> All right, um, let's move on to our episode rating. We do zero to five. Five being the best, zero being the, zero being the worst. You can do half points. Paul, what do you give this episode? I'll give it a two. Hmm. And I think that's just because it's it's you know a Tales from the Crypt episode. But if I were to watch it, if you were to show me this episode and not tell me in advance that it was a Tales from the Crypt episode, I, and then you told me after I watched it, I you would have blown my mind. And <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'll pass nice. it to you. Paul, Matt, Matt, Matt. Matt. Damn, Jason. sorry, Jason. sorry. Damn. Matt has his name on on his on his fucking window there, Jason. <laughs> right there, Jason. Yeah. Jason uh, it's, it's um, right, I, I'd give it. I give it a mighty two point five. Uh, I did like it a little bit better than than some of you guys did, but uh, I I also I, I think it, it had some good uh, good ideas, but didn't deliver them the right way. I don't know. If, you know that makes sense, but mm-hmm. oh, definitely, I feel like it was setting up for something better, and Ooh. I think I wasn't really too satisfied with the end. So, uh-huh. Mondo, I'm interested in what Al has to say about this episode. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very interested in what Al has to say about this. This is my least favorite episode I've seen so far. Wow, and, and, um, is definitely so. I think I'm. I think the first time ever, Jason. I'm gonna have a lower score than you. Um, <laughs> I don't know. First time ever. But I'm the it's low, happened. I'm probably gonna have the lowest score on the show. But I'm gonna give it a one and a half. Because I still think the. I still think some of like the acting. I think was actually really, really well done. And I still think the cinematography is pretty cool. How they did some of the shots, like um, like Matt mentioned earlier. And um, so I don't think it was a total waste. But like, if you're gonna tell someone, hey, you should check out this show called Tales from the Crypt, and this is the first episode they watch, mm-hmm. they're probably not watching another episode. Yeah. All right, I'm going with Matt on this with a 2.5. Not the best episode by any means. I don't, know if, I don't know if I would say it's a good episode, but was I didn't find anything offensive about it. There was nothing that made me like mad about it or bored. That that's the two things I don't want. I don't want to be mad. I don't want to be bored. And I can't say I was, but about that way about either. So there you go. And now we're kicking over to our friend Al Katz. Hi, it's Alan. How to explain Operation Friendship. (laughs) You'd think an episode about a guy's imaginary friend going bonkers would be way better. After a couple of seasons of combing through the Tales from the Crypt and Vault of Horror comics, we've done all the good comics. If we're honest, they ain't all gems. And as the seasons wore on, seasons six and seven especially, we were down to second and third-rate comics at best. We had one main contractual obligation to Bill Gaines. Every episode had to be based at least on a comic book's title. It didn't matter how much we departed from the original stories, we just had to maintain the title. Frankly, the comic book stories themselves would never fill out 30 minutes. There's not a a whole lot of there there, storytelling-wise. Even Operation Friendship's title is a snooze. The episode screenwriter Rob Ross was a stand-up, very funny too. He worked as Crypt's male stand-in. Rob would stand or sit on set for lighting while the actor was in hair or makeup or rehearsing. The script was a bone being tossed to one of our own. Alas, the comic it was based on didn't give Rob a whole lot to work with. As for the director, Roland Mesa, well, he was also a favor. I think Dick Donner wanted to give Roland the slot and the shot. I don't know what became of Roland afterwards, but directing wasn't his thing. At that point, I was deeply involved in getting Demon Knight rewritten and prepped. That was much more exciting. It felt like our future while doing the series, episodes like Operation Friendship, that felt so much like the past. Why is Operation Friendship so mediocre? Because it never had a chance to be anything except mediocre. See you next time. And we're back. Mondo, give us your song of the day. Uh, so, you know, this again is a, uh, a great show, a show I love. 
and an episode that I think is just subpar and probably shouldn't shouldn't really be around. So I picked a song based on a band that I actually really like for the most part, but it's one of their subpar songs. It's a, actually a song I kind of like too on a uh, album that gets way too much credit. So uh, it's a band. It's a, it's a little band called Megadeth by uh, mm. Dave, Dave Dave Mustaine, and uh, he, uh, he notoriously kicked out of Metallica and. So what's funny is he always talks about how he's kicked on Metallica and how it was an injustice. But I listened to a podcast, uh, Chris Jericho's podcast, had Ron McGovney on it, which was Metallica's first bassist. And if you listen to that podcast, you will fucking hate Dave Mustaine. Like, he was a piece of shit to Ron McGovney. Ron McGovney was telling stories about Dave Mustaine would just sell his bassist to random people. We have to go buy them back. Uh, Yeah, dude, like, the guy was a piece of shit. And granted, he's old now and he still kind of sucks. He says some stuff that human being shouldn't say um but off the record countdown to extinction uh there was a song and for some reason i swore to god that this song was on um uh, what's it called the the brain scan soundtrack but it was not alas it was not it is sweating bullets uh which is a song about multiple, multiple personalities and i actually really love the song i just really hate dave mustaine singing because mm. he's got that weird snarl and it's actually funny. When he first formed Megadeth, he didn't want to be the singer. He was trying to find a singer that could sing like Rob Halford or or um, Bruce Dickinson, uh, Iron Maiden and, and Judas Priest, respectively, because he figured he had to find a singer that was better than James Hetfield. <laughs> and for the record, James Hetfield sucks now. He was very good when he didn't know how to sing. Once he learned how to sing, and now he has to be a crooner. Like, And th- those new songs, by the way, have you guys heard those new songs that Metallica did? Uh, the last yeah. album I listened to was uh, the one after Death Magnetic. Uh, Hardwired? Yes. So no, anything no. after that, I, I'm out. Well, that was the last record. I actually really liked Hardwired. A lot of stuff about Hardwired. The new songs, it's like, what the fuck? Is he 12 again? Is he he's trying to write emo songs? If Darkness had a son? Fuck you, James. You're a 64-year-old billionaire. Like, <laughs> like you can't pretend like... You're some gritty street kid again. What it sounds like now is a band of a bunch of old people that are trying to be a thrash metal band. Whereas Hardwired actually felt like an organic record they wanted to write. It seems like they, they felt like they need to go back in that style. So getting off topic there, but um, the new Metallica songs suck ass. I'm sorry. They're, they're not fucking good. Um, but Hardwired is cool. But yeah, Song of the Week, Little Megadeth, <laughs> Sweating Bullets uh, <laughs> of the album Countdown to Extinction, which that album gets so much credit, but it wasn't a great record. It had like three or four good songs on the whole record. But it had a pretty cool uh, cover. Oh, well, in Symphony of Destruction is an all-time great song. Yeah. Legit all-time great song. Uh, I actually think um, they did the song is off Hidden Treasures for the last Action Hero soundtrack, uh, oh. Angry Again. That came around the same time, and that was probably the best song they ever did. But that's a, another story for another day. If you're going to do a Megadeth podcast, we can, we can talk about that. <laughs> I don't see a Megadeth podcast in our future. But uh, me either, because uh, that's about all I want to talk about. Megadeth, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although rest in peace, the the, the early records are were pretty good. Yeah. Then they wrote that song called. Remember that song called for Bill Goldberg, the wrestler called Cresham. Okay, never mind. Yeah. I'm the only one that remembers this. Even I think even Dave Mustaine regrets that, and he doesn't regret mm-hmm. much. <laughs> he sells, but who's buying? You know, mm-hmm. that's a good one. All right. Since Jody's not here, he sent me some links for horror news. I got this. I got this. You got it? Okay, yeah, go I for it. This. So um, Thanksgiving has yes. started shooting uh, uh, Eli Roth joint, which, th- which started as a trailer in um, uh, the Grindhouse films back from, when did that come out? 05, 05 or 06? Oh, yeah. So like, not like five, six, seven or something. Yeah, so that's actually started shooting, and that's going to be... Um, uh, 2007 was Grindhouse. They haven't got, they don't, there's no release date yet, but um, that was one of the coolest trailers when they gave mm-hmm. all the fake trailers in between. And if anyone other hasn't seen Grindhouse, watch it, but like watch the whole thing. Uh, watch it as a has trailers, been. everything in between, yeah. Yeah, spend a Saturday just watching both those films and the trailers in between because it's so good. That's how uh, got ironically, it. the movies based on those trailers, at least so far, have been better than. <laughs> Well, well, Machete's the only one that's been made, yeah. right? Well, no, oh, Hobo, Hobo was a shotgun. shotgun. That oh, was a that, on that? No that shit. Was, I yeah. don't remember that yeah. in there. No, I only remember three of them. Yeah, Hobo the was three that I remember. I'm, I'm waiting for that Werewolf Women of the SS. That, <laughs> that I could probably do without. <laughs> yeah. But I thought Hobo's shotgun was great and Machete's great. So, I, Dude, I do not remember that being a trailer. Me either. 
It was. I 100% guarantee yeah, you. Yeah, it was. Shit. Mm-hmm. I, I, I fucking love that movie. Matt and I were just talking about it the other day. We were talking about that scene where uh, Ricky Trailer Park Boys gets his head fucking ripped off in the oh. uh, sewer. Oh, yeah. And right. they pull it with the car and shit. Oh, God. That movie's actually really good. And it's shot yeah, it total is. 70s style with a 70s crime boss yeah, and everything. Man. That's yeah. a fun movie. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm pumped for Thanksgiving, if they, especially if they do it in the style of the trailer. That could be really fun. Where where he uh, cooked the grandma and stuff mm-hmm. and made her the chicken yeah, stuff and the, the table. And the girls on the trampoline. <laughs> the knife yeah, going that's through. Right. Oh. That's right. They're gonna, they're, oh man! They're gonna make a side project too called Stuffing Grandma. That's another story. Um, um, <laughs> if they have Michael Bean, where he like licks the blood, he's like, it's blood. That bastard gets really pissed. I, oh, I love it. Uh, they're also making a Dead by Daylight film. Saw that too. Yeah, which I saw that coming for sure. It's just weird, right? Like I don't, I don't, I don't know what they're gonna do with that. But it's soon. But it's a- Blumhouse, so if they can take all their properties and like mash it together. Like fucking yeah. Megan and Bagul and the insidious cool. guy. And I don't know. Bl- <laughs> is actually they're they're going that video game route too. I apparently mm-hmm. they were doing that one with that other famous one. All the kids were playing the uh, oh uh, well, Freddy's Fortnite. Yeah, Five Nights or- at Freddy's. Five Nights oh, at Freddy's. Freddy's. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, that. Well, oh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Like, I don't know because uh, I know Dead by Daylight got really big over the past few years. They added like Pinhead in there and like Freddy Krueger. I yeah. doubt they're gonna. That's gonna be in the no. movie, and it shouldn't be. Like I don't. I don't want that in a movie. Yeah. Hey, I hate to say that. Like I hate to say I don't want Freddie and Pin on the same screen. I don't want them in the movie where they're like a bunch of kids trying to survive. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, also some viral marketing for Scream Six, which Ghostface has been showing up across the country in um, different live cam feeds, which is kind of weird. Like in Arizona, in the blizzard, he's been in Colorado feeds and California feeds. Which is kind of cool, I guess, as a viral marketing. Also, like, don't do this in Texas. They can just shoot you on site. Oh, God. It reminds yeah. me of that that clown epidemic we had. Yes. That? <laughs> Clouds were popping up everywhere. It's good advertising. But that wasn't a, that wasn't a marketing. I think that no, was just I, I, It was that just was for whatever. I don't know what yeah. they were doing. There, there's, a, there's actually a video of that. I think they were doing it in, like, Los Angeles, and a guy pulled a gun on him. On the clown. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm just well, joking. It it's was like, stupid. You yeah. know, people are going to get killed yeah. doing that kind of shit. You're dressed as a clown walking around a sharp object. Like, someone might shoot you. Like, fuck <laughs> off. Um, <laughs> and that new movie's coming out called Malum, which is a retelling of 2014's Last Shift, which mm. uh, I actually really, really like that movie. I like it. Yeah, I like that one. It, it was, was a legit like, creepy movie. The the one where she's a cop, right? Yeah. She's overnight. Oh my god! Yeah, that had chills down my spine. Yeah, man. that thing was weird. Weird movie. It, it had that like CGI cover on it, but God, I, I remember watching it not with no expectations, and that was yeah. like a legit scary movie. I thought so. Mm-hmm. Um, they're kind of getting a bigger budget, and uh, with a new, uh, it's um with a very with a they're, it's releasing in theaters actually on March thirty first. Okay. And they called a bold and expanded reimagining of the 2014 horror cult classic Last Last Shift. So uh, definitely check that out because Last Shift was pretty fucking good. And, and the cast is, I'm not going to go through all the names, but the cast is like a who's who of uh, recent actors and actresses who've been in a lot of low-budget horror, independent, uh, low-budget but independent horror films. Mm. And then uh, last but not least, McFarlane Toys is back. And they're making a new, um, a, a new Movie Maniacs line but oh, it's not horror so dope. those are the best right but this new yeah, one's I, I loved them new one's not going to be really horror the, the only line they've announced so far bugs bunny <laughs> ted lasso what? oh i know and harry potter and the wicked witch of the west so right now yeah. it does not sound like it's gonna be very very horror themed but hopefully we'll see some horror figures come out of the and toys again we can hope yeah, i mean open it up the Bugs Bunny toy looks cool as shit, but like, do you need a do you need a Bugs, Todd Bugs Bunny McFarlane toys? Always makes everything look cool as shit, yeah. man. Yeah, one of my favorite lines they did was like the Six Faces of Fear or something. It was like Elizabeth Bathory and Rasputin and oh, cool. uh, Vlad the Impaler. Like the Rasputin one actually has strings where you hang them off hooks above a pit of rats. I, Those are some really cool figures. They had the uh, Lost Souls ones too. They, mm-hmm. like, they looked like the Cenobites from Hellraiser. They yeah. Or tortured souls. That's tortured souls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did too. The um, the Wizard of Oz. 
Uh, I think I well, where Toto was like a giant, like werewolf looking thing. Like, it was pretty cool. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. They were cool. Uh, I liked his, uh, his Blair Witch. That was fun. Yes and no, but you didn't really need it. It's kind of like when the, when uh, when Inspector Gadget came with a Dr. Claw figure. Oh. Like, well, no, yeah. no, no one needs to see that shit. It just ruins the mystique of it all. It, was, yeah, it wasn't an official. It was like, imagine, what if mm. kind of thing. Okay. I thought I saw it was kind of cool. Okay, Jason. Oh, come on. All right. That brings us to our dad advice. Um, so we have two esteemed guests. I think Paul, you mentioned you have kids, and Matthew, I don't know if you have kids or not. I do not. I have a but turtle. You, Does that count? Yeah, yes. sure. <laughs> but um, what dad advice would you guys give us oh. in their audience? You knew this was coming. Yeah, I did, and like, there's so much. It's hard. It's hard to just like drill down on one thing. Um, I don't know, man. Patience. Patience. Patience is always a, it's a thing. Like if you don't got it, you're gonna get it, or you should develop it because uh, it's just it's just a waiting game with the kids, man. You just got to be patient. You know, hear them out, treat them like people. Mm. Uh, you know, don't talk down to them. And just yeah, be patient with them because uh, it can be a lot sometimes. Yeah, and. Just to kind of tie things back to this episode again, that opening scene where um, Nelson is like at work and his boss is like taking credit for all of his shit, his programming, and then like promising you know features that he does no clue if they can can actually do or how fast they can do. Like, you know, he really needs to advocate for himself and you know speak up when he needs to, and that's I think something that you can pretty early on start helping your kids like advocate for themselves. And, yeah, that's you know, true. And, and or do it in a healthy way. It's like a lot of times my kids get into arguments, and I'm like, they wanted to watch a show or uh, on their iPad or whatever. And you know, I'm like, well, did you ask for it? And the the kids like, well, no, I just wanted it, so I grabbed it. I'm like, well, I think it would help if you told your brother what you wanted to watch and asked them. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Unless you're that but, kid that beat up their whole class, like we talked about last week, then you can just do whatever you want. Well, yeah, you ask for shit. <laughs> I'm just saying, like you know, that's that's a life skill that takes you know a long time to cultivate, yeah. and it's not always the easiest thing to do. Is you know, especially in a work environment, you know, where you don't want to rock the boat, but sometimes the boat needs to be rocked in a healthy way. There you go. Uh, I'm gonna add some. So uh, I, I bought some stuff for our good friend Andy, who just does awesome stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, at Aussie Andy on uh, actually I don't know what he's at on Twitter and Facebook. I'll, I'll, I'll link him. But um, he sent me a little card. So he sent me and goes, "You can grow old, but you don't have to grow up." Mm. And I just find that to be just very, very good advice. Yeah. Like, my, I don't know about you guys, but my, my parents suck. They're like, "All right, we're like forty now. We're just not gonna do anything. Like we're gonna read the newspaper and do drugs." Uh, but. Uh, <laughs> there's that scene in fight club where um ed norton's talking to brad pitt and he was like yeah man he's like i just feel like i'm a 35 year old boy mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it, it's funny because like as you age you know you always think like oh man um i'm never gonna get old no we're all gonna get old but you can have a mentality of saying you, you don't have to like lose the things that you enjoy like there's i think we're in a, a time now where especially when you realize now with the internet and everything we have now the other people out there share your interests and um you don't have to stop loving the things you love when you're younger just because you age like yeah. i'm gonna do jiu-jitsu until oh. i fucking die so i, I think you have to find you have, you have to learn to find the balance between your responsibilities and doing the things that you enjoy like as an adult, you, you know, there's certain things you have to do and you have to get used to it. Yeah, true. You can't just play video games all day. But, you know, you can, like, learn. You have to, like, accept that there's the things you have to take care of in order to have time to do the things that you enjoy. And sometimes you can find ways to do that. Like, I don't like doing dishes or folding, but I'll put on earbuds, listen to podcasts while I'm doing it. Win-win. There you go. <laughs> I just I pay someone to do that now. <laughs> <laughs> Must be nice. No, <laughs> must be a nice, Mondo. No, I still fall into ditches. I'm just kidding. I pay someone to clean up my toilets and shit because that's just not time. I want to go choke people. It's more fun than doing there you anything go. else. 
Oh my. Yeah, Mondo's a psychopath, apparently. I'm not a psychopath. It's just, uh, <laughs> well, we know, you know, as you get older, right? Like, what was the most core thing you did when you were a kid? It's like roughhousing, right? And playing with the kids. I'm just doing that shit as an adult, and we all recognize what it is. It's just us, just, you know, just making our lives better by learning how to kill people in a padded room, but we have a good time doing it. And we're all friends afterwards. The first rule of jujitsu is you don't talk about jujitsu. No, no. The first rule of jujitsu is you talk about it at every fucking chance you get, and you can't shut the fuck up about it. It's uh, so in the 2018 Halloween, the dad goes like, "I can protect my family. I do jujitsu." And I told, I was, we're watching. I told Kel, I was like, "He doesn't do jujitsu because in the entire movie he mentioned it one time." <laughs> <laughs> So we know that's bullshit. We're like we're we're the, we're the vegans of the martial arts world. Like we can't wait to tell you we do we do jujitsu. You're, you're a podcasters, and that's not a, and that's not a knock on vegans. Like, but like if you have friends that are vegans, they'll, they have, they'll happily tell you they're vegans. That's okay because they're proud of it. And that's cool. I believe my uh, supervisor does that too. He he does jujitsu. I, I believe it's jujitsu, but he tells me all the time. So. You're right. Yes. Like, oh, <laughs> it didn't like, what, three days? Like, oh, yeah, you know, because you know, I got a championship this weekend type thing. It's like, all right, cool. All right. So, so there, there are people, though. All right. So you got to ask him what belt he is. He's like, oh, I got a championship this weekend. Like, all right, dude. If he's like the local championship champion of Naga and he has a belt, he's, a, you know, he's not that good. Like, <laughs> you, you have motherfuckers that are white belts and they'll win, like, the white belt championship at the local club and post on an Instagram profile, like, world champion white belt. Like, no, you're, you're not. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All you're saying, you're the best of the worst. Like, just fuck off. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> it's just funny shit. Those people, like, I don't know, dude. Like, it, it's funny because when people first start, like, they'll get their white belt. And then once they get a, like, we didn't do stripes. Then you stay to stripes because people need uh, motivation. Um, hmm. But then we do it for three months. And then so their Instagram name won't be like Bob underscore BJJ. <laughs> and, like, their, and their whole personality would be jujitsu. It's like, and then as you get bigger, better, and better, it's like, just fuck off with that shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. But we're definitely not oh, normal. Like, there's something wrong with us, but it's, it's fine. There's something wrong with all of us. Uh, I need to talk to that psychologist from this episode. Maybe she can help. There you go. <laughs> you guys are all fucked. Yeah, we're all fucked. <laughs> like, we, just, we, we, we know there's something not right about trying to choke and like arm bar and break your friend's limbs and then laughing about it later. Like, we know that's not okay. <laughs> well, who's, who's worse? The, the guy who's trying to do it or the people who are, who are like rooting them on? Nobody, you know what I mean? Nobody, I'll always be the guy. I'll always be the guy. Like, yeah, yeah, do it. Yeah, oh, so, it. so when you're when you're just training, like you're a local whatever gym, no one's rooting you on. Like, it's just uh, <laughs> everyone's. And even like, what's funny is even like when you go to competitions, um, the crazy about competitions is that you'll like watch your team compete, and everyone's just having a good time. Like it's all like it's all for it's all love. It's all it's all good. You the, the people that are assholes about it and get pissed off about things are the ones that don't like get any respect from anybody mm. it's all about love like like my wife goes to my competitions and she's like, i don't get how you guys can try to kill each other and afterwards you guys are just friends and laughing about it i'm like oh that armbar you almost broke my arm that was how'd you do that <laughs> that was so cool <laughs> yeah so awesome I, I i thought it was gonna break <laughs> yeah yeah I, I you know the more i talk about it, the more it is psychopathic but it's fine <laughs> You may be a psychopath, Mondo, but you're our psychopath. I appreciate that. And you know what? I'd rather be doing this shit at 40 than doing nothing at 40. That's my thing. Like, it's my favorite <laughs> thing in the world. Keeps me young. All right. Well, that wraps up another episode. Matthew, Paul, thank you for joining us. Where can people find you? You can find us on Instagram um, at Mutant City Horror. But more importantly, you can find us on Spotify, Mutant City Horror. That's where you can find um, all the shows. Excellent. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming. Next week, we will be reviewing Revenge is the Nuts. I hope it's better than this one. It can't be, it can't be worse, right? Uh, man, I'm going to be so... I'm going to watch it just to see. <laughs> I'm going to be so mad. Dude, Wait, do, do a side-by-side. Side? Like, uh, <laughs> we have this thing that whenever we have guests on, it's like the worst episode. <laughs> there's, no, there's, there's no in-between. Yeah, I, the, episode, I the episode that we watch is the worst, not yeah, the episode yeah, that not we, the episode we do, But the episode we watch is always the worst <laughs> episode. Like, fuck, we made people watch this. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's have to enjoy. Not today. Okay. <laughs> we appreciate everyone for listening. We really would appreciate it if you would give us a rating review on iTunes or rating on Spotify. Check out our Patreon for bonus content. Also, check out our YouTube for videos of these podcasts. And with that, we thank you for listening to Dads from the Crypts. 
Follow Dads from the Crypt on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or I will follow you to the grave. <laughs> no, seriously, you really should watch. But be careful what you ask for. You may get it. Ha 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 